welcome to the Selling Digital Podcast. It's me, Yatsia, creator of OnlineTemplateShop.com. This is episode number 27. And this episode is inspired by some questions that I got last week from a customer who is trying to get started selling digital products online, more specifically in the PLR world. And we all know that that can get very complicated. So I have a full list of questions that I will be addressing. I will leave the questions in the description box. I probably won't include timestamps, but but um, I will be answering in the same order in this episode, just so you have an idea of if you only want to listen to the answer to specific questions, you can, you know, fast forward. Hopefully you don't fast forward and you listen to the whole thing because it's going to be really good. I'm going to get a little bit deeper into the answers to these questions. That's why this episode is a little bit longer than my usual episode. But if you're looking for specific answers, specific, um, what what's the word I'm looking for? Um, advice to some very common questions that a lot of people who are just starting have about PLR, pricing, starting your shop, things like that. This episode is going to be really, really good for you. So if you're ready, let's go ahead and get started. Okay, so the first question is about what are those key features and benefits that make a planner, a journal, or a printable product appealing to customers beyond just a basic planner template or a journal? My honest answer would be customization. What type of ability does the end customer have to customize the product that they are purchasing from you? This is going to be key. Now, we have a lot of options out there. Whether you're selling PLR, whether you're selling a product that is going to be specifically to a to an end consumer, meaning your 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 customer won't be selling what you are selling to them, right? Either way, both customers are looking to customize, are looking to make that product that you are selling their own. So what opportunities are you creating in your product that will allow your customer to customize or edit or any type of changes that they can make to that product that will allow them to make them more useful to them? That's where the value is. Don't sleep on this one. I promise you. Customization is where the money is at. Now, this question ties directly to the next one that we are going to talk about, which is how can you ensure the security of your final product to prevent unauthorized distribution or copying, especially if you're creating in something like Canva? With customization, with editing, comes that fear of someone stealing your work. Let me tell you something. If you have fear that someone's going to steal your work, that someone's going to copy you, don't do this. Go do something else. Honestly, don't do this. Did this digital products and the internet is not for you? Turn off this podcast, walk away, sell something else. I'm very serious right now. 
all you can really do is have a very tight license agreement, terms and conditions, and of course, enforce all of your legal documentation whenever you think it needs to be enforced. Don't let any of that stop you from starting your business. I promise you it's not worth it to be worrying about someone stealing or copying you. If it happens, deal with it, move on, keep making money. Now, next question. Are there any dedicated PLR marketplaces online that you are aware of? Um, Not really. I've seen websites that sell PLR, you know, like faceless websites, just like big companies um, that they sell PLR. I don't think they're marketplaces. I think they're just products made, you know, that they license with PLR. And if someone knows of any, please let me know. But um, adding a little bit to that, I would say that I would not sell my PLR on any PLR specific marketplace. And that's just me. Um, It doesn't mean that you can't do that. Um, It's just me. I wouldn't do that because I want to build my own business and I want to bring people to my own website. And I don't want my work to be posted in a million different places, if, if that makes sense. I do have an Etsy shop where I have some of my courses and some of my templates, but that's about it. I've been thinking about just closing it up or just leaving it there. I honestly do nothing with that Etsy shop. I have talked about this before in previous episodes. I have it there because of the traffic and because a lot of people come through that Etsy shop and end up on my website. Um, If you go to my Etsy shop, you'll notice that I don't have a lot of sales, maybe around a little under 500. Um, And it's because people end up in my website anyway. So... I have it there, you know, for traffic purposes, but I, I literally do nothing with that shop. There's no strategy behind it. I want people to buy from my own shop, not on Etsy. When it comes to PLR, let's be clear. When it comes to PLR, that's all I'm talking about here. <laughs> so if they were a PLR specific marketplace, I probably would not join it anyway. I think it will water down um, my branding and what I stand for and what I want my products to represent. And that is because I'm building a business. I'm building a brand. I'm building this whole bigger thing, bigger than me, bigger than my products. And I want it to represent a certain thing that does not fit in a marketplace. Marketplaces are great for people who want to create a product list it and just let it be. Um, Like for example, my teacher store on Teachers by Teachers, that's literally what it is. That's a marketplace in where I sell my teacher resources. I don't do much with it. I'm not building a brand around it. I'm not building a business around it. It's literally just an online shop selling digital teacher resources. So a marketplace makes complete sense. For this particular business, online template shop, it doesn't quite make that much sense. 
Now, this next question is probably my favorite. It says, is it a good idea to have a variety of planners or do you use one and change out the backgrounds, adding graphics and then sell them individually? My simple answer is templatize. Always templatize. You can create one template for yourself or multiple templates for yourself and change out the details. That right there will save you a lot of decision making, will save you a lot of time, will save you a lot of money and a lot of headaches. Templatize everything. If you know you want to sell digital planners, create or purchase digital planners um, with a template base, you know, like buy templates that you can repurpose like the ones you get from my membership, sellingdigitalallaccess.com. Go over there to learn more about it. Everything on there comes with PLR license. So if you're really good at designing digital planners, you can create your own. If you're not very good, you can get some from my membership. There's lots in there that you can repurpose and use as many times as you want. You can sell as many as you want. There's no limits. And that's the beauty of it. You can templatize everything to reuse multiple, multiple times. One template can be 20 different products. For the next question, I think we're on question number six or five, something like that. Um, what are the different delivery methods for digital products like planners, journals, printables? Which method would be the most suitable for my audience? Um, okay. So there's there's different things here. Let's talk about Canva. For example, if you are selling a template and that uh, you have created in Canva, you would just share the template link. Canva will give you a template link and you can share that link. How you share that link, it's up to you. You can straight up send it an, an email with a link and be like, hey, click here. Or you can create what we call, or we know a, a lot of people call it a deliverable PDF or a delivery PDF, which is a document in which you're going to embed that link. So you will deliver that PDF to your customer. Your customer can click on that link and go straight to Canva. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm going to link in the description box a video that I have on YouTube that shows you what it is and how to create it. It is super simple. The video is like under 20 minutes and it includes a, a template as well. So if you have no idea what a deliverable PDF is, go ahead and watch that video that is linked in the description below. That would be the easiest way if you are selling Canva templates, for example. Now, if you are selling a final product, meaning that your customer is not going to make any edits or customization, nothing is literally just a final product that they can print out. You just deliver a PDF, that's it. You just include a download with a PDF that they can download and they can either use digitally or they can print out. Also, if you're selling templates, but let's say you're selling a planner that you designed on Keynote or maybe on PowerPoint, so you would deliver that Keynote or PowerPoint file. This can be done with something like Dropbox or what I use, which is Google 
Google Drive is what I use. And also, if you don't know how to do that, I do have a video that I will also link down below. It's a YouTube video that I created on how to do that, on how to deliver big files. For example, on Etsy, you can't deliver files um, over a certain um, size. So what you do is you give your customer a link to a Google Drive, and I have a video on how to do that. It's very simple to do, and in that video, I guide you step-by-step. Step. It's, again, under 20 minutes, and it's very easy to do. So look in the description box for that link. The next question, are there any specific platforms or tools that are commonly used for selling digital products in this market? I'm assuming we're talking about PLR market. Um, well, yes and no. Um, you can either sell on your own website, for example, I use Shopify and I use ShowIt to build my website. I used to have my shop on my own website, but for the past couple of years, I've been using Shopify. I love it. I have an entire course on how to do that inside the membership. Again, sellingdigitalallaccess.com will take you to learn more. There's a whole course about Shopify in there on how to set it up. Super easy very easy to follow. Um, I love Shopify. It is inexpensive. It is easy to do, easy to manage, great for beginners. If you are looking to have your own shop, there's also WooCommerce. I have used WooCommerce before, but it has been years, like at least five years since the last time that I used it. I did not like it. I found it too not not simple that's that's not the word that i'm using um i couldn't customize it enough and it did have that woocommerce look that i couldn't get rid of no matter what i did so i used it for a few months years and years ago and that was that but that's an option because it's free and if you have a war um a WordPress website already, you can just put WooCommerce on there and boom, done. You don't have to pay anything to start your shop. Another way to do it, of course, Etsy. I have a whole entire course about <laughs> selling digital products on Etsy in the membership. That'll guide you step, step by step how to do it. Etsy is very, very inexpensive to get started because you only pay 20 cents to list something and there are fees, but you only pay fees when you actually sell. So great for beginners. The traffic is there. That would be um, my number one recommendation to start. There's other ways like, you know, Payhip, Gumroad. I never use Payhip. I used Gumroad also years and years ago. Very easy to set up, honestly. That could be another option. Now, going back to the previous question real quick, because I just thought of something, the question about delivering the products themselves, you could put your products behind a dashboard that someone would have to register and go and they will have access to access, you know, their, their downloads. Maybe you want to include a few tutorial videos. I use Teachery. Um, if you buy any of my one-off products, something that you would get from my shop, for example, 
not from the membership because the membership lives on Thrive Learn. I mean, Thrive Card Learn. But my other products live in Teachery, which I absolutely love. And I will never move away from that because I love it. <laughs> um, so what I do is that when someone purchases one of my planner templates, for example, they get an email with a link so they can register to a teachery dashboard. And there they can create, you know, a username and password and go back to the dashboard in the future as many times as they want to have access to their downloads. And I also include with every single purchase tutorial videos. I love including tutorial videos because it saves a lot of time. You know, a lot of people are newbies and they don't know what they're doing. They need a lot of guidance. And instead of have them email me and have to have that, you know, customer service overload, I would much rather record tutorial videos to guide them through some very basic steps on using those templates. So that's a very good option for you. If you want to use something like Thrivecart, Learn, Teachery, Teachable, Thinkific, there, there, there's so many um, softwares out there that you can use to host your student dashboards in that sense. Now, the next question is someone that I dread so much, and it is about pricing. Um, it says, is there a standard pricing model for digital planners, journals, and printables? How can I determine the optimal price for my products? My answer is you can charge whatever you want. There's no pricing model, nothing like that. <laughs> um, I would say start with calculating your cost. If you're selling on Etsy, for example, how much does it cost you to list it, which is 20 cents? How much does it cost you when someone buys? What is the amount of money that Etsy will take from you? I think at this point it's like 6%. So make those calculations. There's a bunch of Etsy calculators out there. Just go ahead and Google it. You can put um, Etsy fee calculator. There's hundreds of them out there that you can use. So start there, you know, calculate how much it costs you to produce that digital product. Then you can do some research and see what is the cost, um, what other people are charging for something similar. Do not go under that price. If someone is charging $5, you charge 6 Do not do $3, you know. Like if someone is selling something for $5, don't charge 3 that doesn't benefit anyone. Trust me, just just don't. Charge the same or maybe even like a dollar more. Um, start low because it's very easy to go up. If you notice that you're charging, I don't know, $7 for something and it's selling really well, experiment by bringing it up a little bit. Maybe charge 8 or $9 and keep going up little by little until you settle at a price point that really works for you. The next question, how can I differentiate my products from competitors in terms of design, functionality, value proposition, any suggestions for a newbie on Etsy? Um, you're going to hate this answer. And before you yell at me, niche down. That's it. That's my answer. How, that's how you differentiate yourself from the get go. Don't just sell a life planner. Erin Condren does that. Erin Condren sells life planners, right? Don't go around selling a life planner unless you are Erin Condren, unless you have 
a an audience already built in that if you have an audience you can do whatever you want don't don't even listen to me do whatever you want if you're new <laughs> if you're new and you don't have an audience you have to niche down you have to speak to one person and people get mad when i say something like this because oh my god how dare you i just want to be myself no <laughs> when you are starting out start with one thing niche down because you're going to have to test what works for you. And you cannot test something with 20 different products. Take your idea, do some research, go to Etsy, um, Creative Market, search for similar products, see what people are doing, and then don't do that. If you want to sell social media templates and you go on Etsy and all the social media templates are in this brown color or all the social media templates are in this neon colors, don't do that. Do something different. That's how you will stand out. Of course, coloring, branding, fonts, things like that, all of that will vary depending on who you are speaking to. Be very clear on who your person is. Who is your customer? What do they like? Where do they hang out? And again, what do they like? What do they need? That is what's going to determine how you are going to stand out. You can't speak to everyone. Pick one person and sell to that person. And that value proposition will always go back to the features and the benefits. And we talked about making things editable, making things very customizable, not, not necessarily editable, but you know, customizable, something that that user can change or make a few tweaks so they can use it for themselves. That right there is where the money is at. And I cannot stress that further <laughs> enough. Now, getting to the last question, this one is one that I can't speak too much about because it's all about legal things and intellectual property. I am not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. Please don't listen to me. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to share my opinion. I'm going to share what I do. Um, and that's it. You take it with a grain of salt. You know, this is not advice. Again, this is just me sharing what I do, and this is 100% my opinion, what I'm going to say. Okay, so it says, are there any specific copyright and intellectual property considerations I need to be aware of when creating and selling digital products in Canva? Yes, there's many. I'm going to leave some links again in the description box below so you can refer to them. Please keep in mind that Canva's legal terms change all the time. And I mean that all the time. Reach out to them. Honestly, I reach out to them all the time about different things and different agents will tell me different things. So they're not very helpful either. Um, read their documentation and, you know, whatever you interpret from that, go ahead and follow that or, you know, consult a, a lawyer that that would be the best option here. Now, what I do what do I do? I don't use anything from Canva. Yep. It sounds crazy because 99% of my templates are made in Canva. A hundred percent of my templates only use shapes. 
I do not use elements from Canva. I do not use any of their pre-made anything. I start with a blank page and I build everything from scratch. I do not use anything. I have a pro account. I do not use any of their elements at all, ever, 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 because I don't want to have any issues with that. That doesn't mean that you have to do what I do. I'm just telling you what I do. I like to build and design from from scratch 100% of the time. I only use shapes. Shapes cannot be copyrighted. Shapes cannot be trademarked. Nothing like that. Shapes are shapes. A square is a square. A circle is a circle. A line is a line. I build everything from shapes. I put shapes together to build everything. Even the stickers. Yep, even the stickers. They're shapes. That's it. That's because I don't want to have any issues with Canva. I don't want to have any issues with other creators. I do not want to have issues at all. Zero. If you don't want to start from scratch, buy a template. Again, check out my membership. Um, You can buy a template and start from there. Be careful with templates, of course. Make sure that the creator is really creating from scratch and they are following. If they're using Clipper from someone else that they're following, they, um, the original creators terms of use and licensing, just be very careful, especially if you're trying to sell something with a PLR license, don't sell anything that you did not create. That should be like a rule of thumb for everyone. If you didn't create it, don't sell it unless you bought it from someone who is explicitly giving you PLR rights to resell what you purchase from them, which is what I do in my membership, of course. I'm not the only one who sells, you know, templates with PLR rights. There's a lot of people who do it. Google it, do your research. There's a bunch of people out there. It's just a matter of choosing what you like. We all have different styles. Pick a style that you like and run with it. Now, this wasn't part of the questions. I'm going to talk about Clipart, um, really quickly, this was not part of the original questions that this, um, um, person asked, but Clipart is complicated. (laughs) If you are selling PLR, make sure that you are buying Clipart that will allow you to include it in PLR products. If you go to Creative Fabrica and things like that, um, what's the other one? Design cuts, that type of um, marketplace. Be very careful. Ask a lot of questions before you go buying something and using it in your products because you don't want to get in trouble for using things that you're not supposed to be using. I will leave two links in the description box of two um Clipart creators that allow for PLR use. Their terms of service, their licensing is very open and very clear. And I think you would really enjoy it. It's beautiful designs, beautiful style. Check out those links in the description box. Those are the two that I recommend because they're beautiful, great quality. They come from true artists, true illustrators. And they come with very 
open PLR licensing. So if you're looking for clip art that you don't have to be worried about, can I use it for PLR? Those are for you. Go check them out. I think we're done with the questions. So if you still have questions, go ahead and either send me an email or tag me in the Facebook group. There will be a link to the Facebook group in the description. You can go ahead and tag me with any questions. I am always happy to answer any questions. Don't feel like you're bothering me. You're not. Let me know if you need anything. Check out all the links. Check out the link to the membership. And I will see you in the next one. Thank you for listening. I love you. And I wish for you all the most wonderful things. Bye-bye.